Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wise men say reactions show Sunderland have just run 2-2 at the Stadium of Light with Accrington Stanley. Stanley went 2-0 up through Billy Key and Paul Smith, but Sunderland rallied in the second half and found goals from Aidan McGeady and George Honeyman to level things. A disappointing performance, so I'm joined for a Wise Men say debut by BBC Radio Newcastle, Simon Pride. Simon, that was a, a crazy game, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? It was probably the worst I've seen Sunderland for a long time for the first, what, well, up until Sunderland's first goal, what, 52 minutes, whatever it was. And then after that, that's the sort of football you want to see, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was swashbuckling, they're having a go, there's a lot of movement, obviously Maguire coming on changed the game to quite a large extent but that should have been happening beforehand anyway I mean the quality was still on the pitch beforehand but that catalyst suddenly arrived with Maguire and uh, yeah I mean I thoroughly enjoyed that latter part of the game you know they really should have won it Will Grigg needs a goal doesn't he I mean to be fair he keeps his head up and uh, missing that first half chance that could have given him the lead but you know he had that great turn and two shots blocked in the second half I mean I don't know how many chances there were second half um, but could be seen as a turning point maybe had they gone on to lose the game you know you'd have thought okay playoffs it's going to be and the momentum wouldn't be there but now coming back from two down at least they've got a point again and uh, have to win the next one maybe but uh, yeah they're still they're still chasing those top two places aren't they did Jack Ross get it wrong in the first half with his 4-4-2 with Weig up front well it's funny because fans have been calling for that haven't they they've been ringing our phone in all week saying that you know get two up front I don't know whether Jack Ross listened to the fans and maybe perhaps didn't follow his own instincts. Didn't work. Charlie Wyke, he looked hapless, didn't he? And his, his touch was poor. His, his movement wasn't great. He missed a, a fantastic opportunity. He was taken off not long after that. So uh, you have to feel a little bit sorry for him to an extent, but certainly things improved dramatically when he came off. And I would imagine that we'll see now Jack Ross reverting to his, his previous tactics that he's used, I suppose. And I would imagine that... Uh, We'll certainly see Maguire starting the next game. And, and still the man for Sunderland, you'd say, Jack Ross? Oh, I would absolutely say so. Yeah, we spoke to we spoke to Stuart Donald before the game, and I mean, he certainly is right behind the manager. Still reckons he is done. I think, in his words, a fantastic job so far. I know some fans are getting a little bit frustrated with him. I was looking at you know various WhatsApp groups, etc., and uh, social media during the game, and some people are, are frustrated with him. But I think when you put it all into context, the job that he came in to do when. Some that have been on the on the slump for a couple of years. The fact that there's been a big turnaround of players, new players have come in in January. He's lost his top scorer. I think you've got to give him a heck of a lot more time. And I think I, I genuinely think yes, he will come good. And with the Chronicles, Craig Johns, Craig, what are your initial thoughts on the game? Frustration or happiness? I think a bit of both. Um, obviously, it's frustrating because it's another uh, point and yet more drop points uh, for Sunderland. Um, 
obviously you have to be a bit happy with it as well though because for 55 minutes tonight some of them were absolutely dreadful 2-0 down and it took for Chris Maguire to come off the bench uh, once they went 2-0 down to change the game for Sunderland I think in any game where you're 2-0 down after after 60 minutes and you end up with a point you have to take some positives from it but uh, but yeah as I say after so many draws lately they really needed a win tonight and it didn't come and who were the standout performers for you? I think uh, it has to be Chris Maguire, as I say, he came off the bench uh, after Akring and Stanley went 2-0 up and he completely changed the game for Sunderland. Uh, Wyke, he, Ross started 4-4-2 with Wyke and Grigg up front and uh, Wyke was really poor, I thought the ball just kept coming back at Sunderland because they weren't holding it up well enough and uh, Maguire came off the bench, they went 4-2-3-1. And, uh, and it completely changed and Maguire was at the heart of everything they did getting back into the game So he has to start next week for you? Or on Tuesday even? Yeah, without a doubt he's missed the last few and he came on and very much looked like a player with a point to prove and he, he did that without a doubt And with the BBC's Nick Barnes Nick, that was a, a really frustrating first half and uh, a really good second half I don't know what quite to make of that Well, horrible first half I mean, I think it's interesting, if Grigg had scored after 13 minutes, yeah. another unbelievable chance. You think, would that have changed the game? May well have done. But then I think it got nervy again. You could feel the anxiety, I think, sort of running through the team. And you're getting a sense now that last few games, it is starting to get to the players. And when they gave away the penalty, um, just like Tuesday night, Sunderland was shocking for 15 minutes. They yeah. just couldn't do anything right. And Accrington, you know, by far and away, looked the better team. Maguire, the introduction of Maguire completely changed the game. He's been absent for so long, and, and we haven't months. seen that from him for for months. We've seen him drop back, you know, onto the bench and not put in those sort of performances. I always thought this was the sort of stage tonight where he he'd shine because he likes the big occasion. He hasn't been playing for a while. It's the it's perfect opportunity for him to come on. But he gets hold of the ball. He's he's strident. He wants to get forwards with it. He's brave. Uh, you know, he's not been suffering. I think in the same sense that maybe some of the other players have from that sort of nervousness yeah. around the penalty area. He's just come on and he's just taking players on and it's changed the game. I honestly thought they were going to get a third. I thought the yeah, way they were so playing, and the way they were putting Ackerton on the back foot, I, I, they were just unlucky in that sense. It just wouldn't come. Um, two points dropped, probably, because I think they should have beaten Ackerton tonight, come what may. Um, another draw is going to make everybody edgy still because they just can't push it over the line score two for a change you know makes a change from a one all doesn't it but it's still a forward one step back yeah uh, it is and and they've got to find a way of um you know does does Maguire come back in now more regularly I mean showed it didn't necessarily work with two up front I mean Baldwin for the penalty tonight was it's quite naive poor penalty to give away and I think it's interesting because when we spoke to him after the game on Tuesday he sort of admitted that for a player like him who's never played at a club this big before, it maybe is starting to get a bit edgy for him and maybe one or two of the others. I think it showed with Baldwin tonight, you yeah. know, that they're giving away the penalty like that. A few other instances with him as well. Um, but, you know, you, what do you do? Do you change it again? Do you, do you, do you keep, but trust him and, and stay with him? It's very, very difficult to, to know exactly what to do. And Honeyman as well, poor against Blackpool, poor in the first half, but then he comes in, he, he gets a captain's goal as well, and he, well, he really starts to pick up in the second half. Getting that goal back was, was absolutely crucial, and I think when you saw him at the end of the game, he's almost in tears. Mm. You can see how much it means to him. You can see how much he's driven and he really wants to, you know, to, they really want to get it right. 
Um, but it's, it's, I think they've got to overcome this nervousness. They've got to overcome this sort of anxiety, which I think is creeping into them at the minute. And that anxiety, I think, is making them... It's becoming habit-forming when it comes to not having the bravery to take players on yeah. as they did earlier in the season. They'll get a win. When that win comes, that might be the, that might be the turning point. Yeah. And we haven't been losing games. Well, this is the strange thing about this season. You know, they're, 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 you know, they're not losing games. They didn't lose again tonight, and yet they were two 0 down, and they've come back to to earn a point. And that shows a great deal of character. That shows, you know, some, there's a tenacity in the team. There's definitely a spirit in the team. The substitution, you know, made the difference. But even so, you've still got to battle for half an hour or more, 40 minutes to to try and get something from the game. So that's not in doubt. It's 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 decision making at times. Um, it, it's bravery. And I think it's just they just need to get that one win just to reinstall that self-belief that they, they now seem to be lacking. Well, thanks for your time, Nick. We're off to speak to Sunderland manager Jack Ross and get his thoughts on his side's 2-2 draw with Acklington today. Okay, you, you, you bring a player like Maguire on who's not been playing recently, mm-hmm. who's not been in that sort of mindset, if you like. He's come on, he's brave, he's, he's made those forward runs again. And I just think, I wonder if it is because he's not been in, in that habit-forming Situation possibly because sometimes in those circumstances, you know, one he's obviously I've said that to him before he goes on, he wants to prove me wrong in that respect, which is good. Um, and he goes in with the right attitude, but uh, there's a little bit of maybe that well, nothing to lose mentality. And, and you know, as I said, we can talk about it as much as we can within changing him, but we need to see it on the pitch all the time. And there's periods of the game where you see it, it's just been, been strong enough to, to be able to do it throughout a whole game. I mean, you can understand why people are frustrated, you can understand. The, you know where they are in that sense. You just need a win, don't you? You just need something to to, to calm everybody down, to calm yeah, that anxiety I mean, it's a, down. It's a, I suppose there's a lot of anomalies about our season, and uh, you know. So I think when criticism comes of me, because it should come of me, no, not the players, it should come of me. Um, yeah, I accept it, and yet there's a lot of things that we've done okay this season, and we continue to do, and we're still in an okay position. It's just uh, this period that we're in at the moment you know anything that probably can go against us seems to have went against us and um, I think it's just collectively been strong enough to come through it and come through the other side of it because there's certainly for large swells we showed good enough to do that it's just putting it together and, and as you mentioned they're coming out with a positive result to, to I think alleviate some of those tensions if you like cheers just, um, just going on into Gillingham how do you combat that anxiety that seems to have crept in well, I think it's uh, it's just continuing to encourage the players and make sure they feel positive there's got to be a realism about the fact that we need to turn draws into wins but it's um, you know you can do I've said it before it's about all the work you do away from here is geared up to doing that it can be very different when a game starts but I'd probably be more concerned if it it was a 90 minutes or like that but it's not it's pretty short spells in the game in the grand scheme of things I mean Tuesday evening was probably 50 minutes and even tonight was probably only about that as well I know we conceded in the second half but I don't think it was during a period where we weren't playing well um, so it'd be more concerning if it was over the piece of whole game and there was no signs of us being able to cope with it because for large parts we are it's just we need to be better at coming through this, the bumpy patches better and not um, not as I said going from one extreme to the other and what do you attribute the bumpy patches to? Is it a mentality thing? Or? No, I mean, I think that you, you can, you know, you can get caught up in this push to to want to do well. And there's a desperation to do well at times, a desperation to score, a desperation to go ahead, a desperation to win games. And 
it's not a bad thing to have because there's an honesty about it but it can affect decision making as well and um, it's such a key part of football and um, a lot of time decision making is, is, is best when it's made with the gut or the heart um, and quite often then when indecision comes in it's because there's a hesitation about it and that is what happened in that period and there is no magic wand again with it it's just and as I said I don't think we should be panicking because it's only for small parts of the game but undoubtedly it's something we need to get better at and pleased as well that the likes of McGeady really trying to get the uh, grab the game by the scruff of the neck George Honeyman too grabbing the goal yeah I thought there was a lot of them showed they've showed character time and time again this season that one thing they can't be levelled I'll take criticism I said any criticism should always come at me don't, don't criticise my players because what they've done on the park is honest and and um, they are they are trying their hardest to try and get this club promoted and they've been in difficult positions and never once I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com folded um and they did that again tonight and you, some of the players that you mentioned very obviously but there was a lot of others that, that played the big partners getting back into the game I'm in the teepee with uh, Matthew, Rory, Chris, Chris's friend Lewis, and uh, Sunderland's Mickey Loff. Uh, well, well, as in, you know, he's the number one fan in every uh, picture. He he's Mr. Sunderland. I, I, I'm Sunderland. I, I, I like that. I like that. And we're going to start with your views on tonight's disappointing draw with Atrington. Okay, I think um, disappointment is an understatement. I mean, I always do try and look at Sunderland from a positive perspective, but anybody who tries to dress up a draw with Atrington Stanley at home, which without being, well, it is actually being arrogant and big headed, it's a disgrace that we're playing them in the league fixture anywhere, and they even try and celebrate a draw and hold them in any way shape or form is embarrassing simple as that um, I mean in terms of league football had we lost the game would that have been the worst result in the club's history Absolutely. like I, I, I totally agree I said that as soon as we went 2-0 down I was like this it's not arrogant to suggest it it's a total embarrassment and the one thing that saved us tonight I said on the reaction pod after Blackpool it's Chris Maguire right and I'll, I'll, eat, I'll eat it and say I was wrong and I came on and changed the game so you know fair play I think he's got to start the next game Absolutely. like I was I think I've said it to all of you when we've been talking but I think the best thing Jack Ross can do right now is go Chris Maguire put your arm around him and say you are starting you almost almost say it, you're my main man yeah. you're starting now every game until the end of the season 
I don't know about that, like Rory. Well, well, so he'll sure get he'll get the armchair out then. No, he doesn't. If, if Maguire's not yeah. come, if, if he doesn't, if he hasn't brought Maguire on in that that game, we're losing that game. Yeah. That first half, that first half performance was an absolute disgrace. I, I think the the most disappointing thing about night was you had a manager there, right? Who all season long, you've known what he wants to do. He's had confidence in himself, and it was basically like it was as if he read the papers this week and thought. All right, I'll tell you what, I'll listen to everybody else. Because that, that first half was a mess, absolute mess. And then the whole first half, they were crying out for somebody like Maguire to come on, link it up. It was not working with two up top. And yeah, like Maguire was brilliant. He was absolutely outstanding. But you know what? Well, you know what it reminded me of, and I didn't actually see the game, but the lineup reminded me of the Burton game away, where we had too many forwards on and not enough midfielders. And there was no structure to the team. The, the, the problem with it was, right, so, all right, you play, you play White and Grigg up top. So, what's what's the plan? We, we get the ball up to White and Grigg's going to drop off him? Or we, were, we weren't actually getting we're corners not, or anything like that. Anything like Grigg, Throwing in crosses in Grigg with from, them too. From the three games we've seen him, and obviously people have watched him before, and from the three <laughs> games we've seen him, we can tell Grigg plays on the last man. He runs off the shoulder. So, how did... What was the game plan? Because the ball was coming at the Wyke. Wyke's not going to back. Griggs ahead of him. So, oh, what, like, what so wait, wait, wait. I want to ask a question. Lewis, you haven't said anything, so maybe you can answer it. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard one. Do you think Will Grigg is a Ross player? Do you think he would have looked at him and thought, he fits the way I want to play? Uh, definitely. I think the way you, you, you see... He wants Max Quiet to play uh, Max Powell, sorry, to play the ball forward, and he wants Lebet to play the ball forward. And, and Greg's kind of player is going to move off your man and, and move the ball forward. I just think at the moment it's just it's just not clicking. It's just not. It, it is well, it is clicking in a way because he's having chances. Yeah, he's in but the he's, 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 he's getting himself in the positions, which is almost less worrying than if he was just yeah. stuck I think, I think it's less worrying than if he was playing like Charlie White let's put it that well, way well yeah. anything's less worrying than if what? one at a time lads come on I know everyone's angry I think with Grigg and it, and it, feed, it feeds back in Maguire is when Maguire came on that's the first time in possibly months we've looked like that team early in the season totally agree quite fluid going forward Grigg actually not exactly the same as Magic because Magic would drop deep and look for the ball then Grigg was actually going a bit further forward and running the channel but yeah, exactly. And you've got and you, and you had Maguire picking. Th- you had actually Maguire picking up the ball deep, whereas that's what Maggi used to do. We we did look far far better with no coincidence. Our three best attacking players who are most comfortable with the ball at their feet. I said this on Tuesday after the Blackpool game. You go back to the when people were saying oh, Sunderland don't the XG is quite low, but you have players like Maguire Maguire on the pitch, McGeady, Grigg their quality they can do something they can do something out of nothing and and actually Maguire nearly did do something out of nothing he had the chance yeah he did a lot out of nothing for me but, but, but he, had that, he had that chance that just went over the bar as well as actually he did a lot, a lot, a lot of, of really good stuff his movement was great in my opinion what Maguire's biggest strength is he's a link man because particularly in that first half like Chris was saying there wasn't a lot of strategy behind it we'll get the ball in deep areas and try to well I don't know if we'll try to play a wig in the channel the grig in the channels rather but when then Maguire came on, he was dropping into that space at the, in the first half. There was a massive space between the midfielders and the strikers. Then, say at least, um, great for me, Maguire was knitting it all together. There was a perfect example, right? Second half, 
Paul, Paul went up, I think it was from Baldwin. They headed it clear, poor, poor clearance. Who's in the space? Maguire's just dropped in there, right? And the thing is, right, that, that's okay, that's not any strategy where I think we'll, we'll get the second ball every time because you want to keep the ball. But first half, there's just, like it was on Tuesday night, there's an enormous gap. And it was like, I just, I don't understand. I think all season you long... Are you saying to me, Chris, that you just didn't understand? <laughs> understand. I'm, I, I, I'm the pride of the land, and well. I just didn't understand. <laughs> no, but the thing is, I, well, I don't get I just don't get Because he's gone from being a manager who, and obviously this is only on the last two games for me anyway, but he's gone from a bloke who, this is what he wants to do, see what he wants to do. I mean, he said, he said after the uh, the Oxford game, he went, people are shouting on about 4-4-2, but we played 4-4-2 for half an hour a day and it didn't change the game. So, I'm not, so, I don't so, flat 4-4-2 but why did we change it? Why did we do that? So both Rory and I have said privately at different times that, and it's a totally different situation, we're in a different league, different place, but it, it does remind you a little bit of Gus Poyet when things unravelled. Now the difference is we've got the quality of player to drag you back into a game which we did tonight. Does that mean he can go back to what he knows against Gillingham with Maguire in the team and win the game? Tonight, he's, tonight he's actually shown, right, I've tried that and it didn't work. Wyke, actually, to give him a bit of leeway, Wyke has looked far better as a sub. On Tuesday night, on Tuesday night he did make a bit of an impact and that is why when I saw him starting I was like, that's not right. And I'd have rather seen Maguire because Maguire can do Maguire can do what he did off the bench from the start. Like there's no need. But he's he's a good. I like Maguire as an impact player as well. Chris, I think go back to White. I think oh, look, he, want, he wants more White. No, 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 no. No one wants Nobody more White. <laughs> Any white. Sounds like an art house film that. <laughs> he's, he's pulled zero star and shadows. He's pulled zero trees up whatsoever here. Right? Yeah, he but if you watch him, good at that pulling up trees. But he is one. So the mobility of, of a tree yeah, at, at the moment anyway. I'd take some away by himself, yeah. I'd take well, that like, by himself, not with Greek. You can't play the ball together. You can't because you it works. Nah, just it'll come each other at all. like what what are we trying to do with him? Like, what are we, what are we saying? Like, what are we asking Charlie White to do? If, if the plan is we'll bump the ball up to him, then somebody's going to be on the end of it. At the, the end of the day, is, we have players like Greg, McGeady, Maguire, who, who are, who, especially on their day, especially when it comes to Maguire, are better than the vast majority of players in this division. Whereas White is just this level I agree best. With that. Which, and for that reason you just use them as a battering ram which brings me to something I said to Craig the other day did anyone scout Wyke? <laughs> but not seriously yeah. not seriously yeah. because, like, you get the well there's no way Jack Ross was scouting him because and I'm, I don't mean that disrespectfully just he wouldn't have thought he was going to be managing in this league no because it's all it's well known we're trying to sell uh, Lyle Taylor in the summer it's almost we didn't get him they've gone well, Charlie White scored a few goals for Bradford last season. Why don't we just go and buy him? And it seems he doesn't fit into any sort of system that you could play. He, he, he's, he's rubbish. So another thing we could talk about with the change of system is I've complained about, I've thought maybe the setup's okay, but we move the ball too slowly. And did we see something tonight about the reason he's played the extra midfielder? Because the defence was very creaky. Yeah. I mean, um, 
one thing comment which a lot of people made when Will Greig came to the club was that maybe like he needs to play the 4-4-2 but actually his career suggests that he's quite happy playing as a lone striker and I think he's suited to it because like you said before Rory he seems to thrive on them balls into the channel playing on the shoulder getting in behind and I do actually I'm very encouraged by him so far I know that sounds daft but he hasn't scored the goals but he has he's kind of been the antithesis of what I thought he'd be because I thought he'd kind of be a player who plays very much within the width of the penalty area well that's why I wonder the Poyet comparisons because I, I know you said you think he is a Ross player Lewis I'm not so sure in that I look at him and think he wanted someone like Lyle Taylor and Madja was luckily enough for us someone like is going to get in the right place kind of thing yeah he's going to link it all together from the front I think, yeah. I think, I think Ross um, Greg for instance he is getting in them places and, he, and, he, and he's, dragging, he's dragging the ball down and he's, and he's creating his own kind of chances if you get what I mean like, his movement's fantastic yeah, he's fantastic yeah, I think he's I totally agree with that but that's what my point kind of was that's why Charlie White is completely redundant yeah, because you, you can't even have the argument that he's a player who's going to like flick the ball on for him to make the runs there seems to be absolutely no telepathy between the two strikers when they're on the pitch there seems so, to be a lot of learning going on at the moment there seems to be like a lot of learning between the players where to be and where that and I, I don't think White's strength is bringing the ball down like that no I'll tell you what his strength is if he has one it's ball into feet it's that first touch out um, we migrate into the door of the TP because someone's playing guitar so we're going to record closer to the door James might edit this out or he might not he didn't the other night did he? he didn't he didn't edit out the bits where people were saying things like we need to make it stop anyway back to the back to the chat I think the, 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 the Charlie White <laughs> of editing <laughs> coming back to the uh, defence which was where I was trying to lead the conversation and I'm going to look at Matthew what did you think of the centre backs today? Well, and is it because we've gone to a system where we don't have the two holding players which we've played with all season? I don't season? know because that, for, the, for the penalty it, it came from Baldwin not being strong enough Dunn then bottling the title and then Baldwin just hacking someone down in the penalty area it's just it's yeah. just terrible it's just shocking defending what? Bad, bad bad decision making isn't it? It's from the fact that I know when Baldwin first came in at the start of the season quite a lot of people were like oh he's brilliant I was one of them and I've got so many things wrong this season it's unbelievable <laughs> I mean it's very believable but... you, you, you watch him in a positional sense he, he's poor like he, he gets the wrong side he, go, he goes for the ball when the ball's not there we won't. I mean the, even the penalty just stand him up do you think up. Do you think teams have learned to be a bit more aggressive because they know they can exploit weaknesses in our back four I think, I think a, lot, a lot of the pitches that we play on especially home well obviously home is massive compared to the teams again that we play on, on their side pitches so when they're coming at us they've got more space to run and think about things so Bowling's getting caught out that way whereas Vanagin's more straight at the point he's getting rid Bowling wants to play off in the back I think Jimmy Dunn's been okay not but, tonight but, but well, I, I, I just I, I thought he was okay tonight but, but Jersey played fantastic tonight I thought he was but is it again is that just the level of the League One defender but he's right. not is he he's supposed to come with this reputation no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not actually saying he's, he, he, Jimmy Dunn he's not improved is he better than what we had no, no. it's a strange one to break up the partnership for him because because I think you had, you had, I would agree you, had a, you had a partnership there where, for all they had the faults, they knew when each other. I You also get yeah, this, but also you, Baldwin and Flanagan almost know when there's going to be one of them's going to make a mistake, and they're there to cover for each other. They've almost developed this. Mickey, the goalkeeper, 
What do you think of the centre backs? <laughs> would you like to play behind those two? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to play behind Baldwin because he would just give me fear every time he went in for a tackle. But, but, yeah, I mean, even because this this is going to sound like a, like excessively negative, really. But earlier on in the season, people commented that Baldwin made some fantastic last year's tackles, which he did. But my comment always was, one day he will miss time on the balls and he'll get sent off or he'll give away a penalty. But what frustrated me the most about Baldwin tonight was a period. You know when Honey dribbled into the box and he never released the ball or got a shot uh, away yeah, yeah. and the ball got played out of defence Baldwin didn't anticipate the ball coming out and the, de- and the Outwardson Stanley player nipped in front of him and he gave away a stupid free kick but you've got to be alive though Chris you've got to be there's maybe a couple more places I mean we could talk about the centre-backs and they weren't good tonight talk about the right back. why is that a Matthews not playing nah, that's a really good question really good question Fra- Frankie's here Frankie I want to react give, give, me, give me an opinion on Something. Aidan McGeady. Something, something. He was really good in the second half. And do you think that was helped by, because uh, I personally thought it was, by Chris Maguire's introduction? Well, I'd imagine you've already um, <laughs> well, haven't established that Chris Maguire yeah. was the changing factor in the game. But I actually thought specifically he had a massive positive impact on Maguire as an... Uh, or McGeady as an individual. Maguire does impact Maguire like. He obviously Every does. Day. He looks in the mirror. Maguire, he loves yeah, it. That's what I was gonna say. Maguire on Maguire. I'm gonna Maguire it up today. <laughs> and he did, and did he it. And he did. Maguire. Ross is looking for that. Like, obviously, Ross is looking for that. But do you know, I think that's kind of in his strategy now as well. Where we're going to play this, this, this uh, four, three, whatever it is, and then Maguire will come on and try and break in that hole. And, well, hopefully going forward he will because he, yeah. he, yeah, he. I mean, we're coming full circle he, now, he, aren't we? He's, he's not. He's not even been getting the team lately. He's good. And he's I know, good. like in the press, they said, "Come out and prove me wrong," kind of thing. But he has tonight. He, he, yeah, he has exactly because he came on and changed. He changed the game completely. We were we were dead and buried until he came on. But I mean, do you think that that's the way he wants to be play? Like as, in terms of uh, coming off the bench, or do you think? You, but, He's got to start him, hasn't he? He's got to start. I don't understand the theory of perhaps them used him as an impact sub because, yes, he had a great impact tonight, but them holes which he occupies are there from the start of the game. So, I thought I thought against Blackpool on Tuesday night, I thought the first 15 20 minutes I thought were absolutely fine. Then, for whatever reason, we dropped off. Keep going. <laughs> you pointed somebody. It's James is here. James. It's like TMI Friday. It is Friday. Rory is very excited. James. James has arrived. I can feel Stephen's fuming listening to this already. By the way. Why? I think this has been the best one yet. There's some more people here. Do you want to make an opinion on the game? No. No. James. We should, but we'll wrap it up. James, make it full circle because you've introduced the podcast. Predictions at the end of the season. Yeah. Oh, I've got to go back in there for that. Right. <laughs> so, James, did you have any overarching opinion about any individuals or? Um, I mean, I someone we haven't talked. I thought they were all shite in the first half. Yeah. And then I thought they were all, your all, gone. All, all good for the for the last twenty minutes. I thought they were decent for the last. Nah, I don't think there's a better way to end it than that. Other than I want to end apart from on this. Um, oh God. Uh, <laughs> so it's someone with another end. <laughs> it's like it's a, a bandersnatch on next one. I want the option for Max. Where's the option for Max? Well, Max was beautiful, wasn't he? I was going to make a more kind of PG reference to an inception there, the way kind of an ending within an ending within an ending. But I was going to. When we, when we got back to 2-2, the first thing I said that the last half an hour of this game is almost season-defining. Because had we won tonight, I think everyone comes out of the game on a high. You've turned it round, you've got momentum to come into the Gillingham game. But 
but, but, but because we didn't come back in the game and we only got the points, everyone feels really flat. And I'd probably suggest if you went around the group now, everyone will probably admit that we are have no chance of coming to the automatic promotion players. So the thing is, I was saying just what I wanted to touch on. I was the only one after the game on Tuesday who said we won't go up automatically. Brandon and Mag. And it was Brandon and Mag, so I wanted to get. So we're there. I wanted to get. Lord of the Rings had one ending. Right, okay, we're not talking about that. Um, we're we're going to say it. We're going to say it. Right, but we really do need to wrap it up. So, we will we'll go around again. Not everyone who was here on Tuesday is here tonight, but do you think we'll get promoted automatically? And because we have we're now really put things out of our hands, do you think we'll get go up in the playoffs? No, we're going to finish eighth. Right, Math- Matthew's, Matthew's gone full mag. <laughs> we're going to go up by the playoffs. My tiny heart can't do the playoffs, so we're going to go automatically. I like your confidence, Lewis. Playoff final, defeat the Charlton. Grim. Stole me thunder, so I'm going to say playoff final win against Charlton. Like it. To be fair, on behalf of me, Dar, like what Chris said, he's been saying ever since the start of the season, we actually beat Charlton in the playoff final to avenge it, but I do agree with Chris, we lose in the playoff final. What about you, Craig? I think we'll, uh, we'll finish second at Barnsley. Good night. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.